Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Adam Lang, and every Monday we're joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com, that's T-H-E-K-O-U-K.com, and on Twitter using the handle thekook. Stephen, good morning to you. Good morning, Adam. So let's have a quick look at last week. There was a whole range of data for people like you and me to enjoy and people to learn from. Let's start with retail sales. How did they look? They looked good. So they saw a rise of 0.9% in the month of May, which on any reading is a strong result. But when you look at the annual increase, it was 10.4%. So even though consumer sentiment's taken a bit of a hit over the last couple of months because of cost of living, high inflation and these sort of things, we consumers are still spending in the retail shops at a great rate of not. So it was really one that feeds into what's probably going to be a pretty strong second quarter GDP result. I was blown away by 10% up year on year. And I think it's next week, am I right, that we're going to have, or is it later this week that we're going to have the data on state-by-state breakdowns and industry breakdowns? We have a lot more detail coming, that's correct. And so we'll see a bit more where the uh, where the strength was from. But boy, you're quite right to be to be blown away because, you know, that dipping consumer sentiment has been something of a bit of a worry in the last month or two. And so in a sense, you're thinking, oh, gee, maybe when consumers are feeling gloomy, they won't spend to the same extent. And that's where the downturn in the economy is being feared. But hey, you know, we might be feeling gloomy about petrol prices and the price of lettuces and these sort of things, but we are still spending and it looks like we're spending in department stores and cafes and restaurants and clubs and these sorts of things. So you know, people are doing okay. Plenty of good news there. And let's let's turn to look at job vacancies. How did they look? Oh, if you thought the retail sales numbers were good, the job vacancies <laughs> blew my hat off when I saw them. Yeah, they were up 13% in the three months to May and 30, three zero percent over the year. We've got just wow. under 500,000 job vacancies, clearly a record by by an order of magnitude. And we have only, in inverted commas, about 600,000 people unemployed. So we've almost got a job vacancy for every person who's unemployed. And that's that never happens. So it says to me that, well, clearly demand for labour is still very strong. You don't put a job advertisement or a list of vacancy if you, as a business owner, don't expect to be wanting more people if your business is doing okay. So it says to me that the momentum on the economy, you know, through to the middle of this year is, is really good. Another number we got, Stephen, after that was credit growth. How's that looking? Again, you know, last week had a run of really good numbers. Uh, it showed a 0.8% month-on-month increase in credit growth. Housing credit was a little bit softer at uh, 0.6%. And that, again, with house prices coming off the boil and some evidence that you know maybe we consumers are just sort of uh, being a bit more careful in in terms of our borrowing costs as interest rates go up. Business credit was up around about 1.5% for the month. It was the strongest level since 2008. So again, businesses clearly uh, are tapping their friendly bank managers for a loan. And again, you don't do that if you're not confident about the future because business credit is, in fact, one of the key drivers of CapEx. So again, it's another indicator that you know there's still a fair bit of momentum in this economy. Stephen, you mentioned property there and CoreLogic data came out showing that Sydney and Melbourne were again down. Brisbane was just down and other parts around the country are just holding up a little bit, but still overall there seems to be more downward pressure on house prices. 
House prices are coming off at a nationwide level, and Sydney is leading the way down, around, around about 1.5% fall in the month. Melbourne down about 1% in the month, and as you alluded to, sort of flat to still some increases in the other cities. So, you know, we've got this, what do we call it, a patchwork housing market. Good description, patchwork. Not one housing market in Australia. Yeah, some pockets are, are a bit gloomy, some are strong. So, you know, we've got this different performance. But look, at the end of the day, after that massive increase in prices in the prior 18 months, we've had a clear weakening in house prices at a nationwide level. Two months in a row of, you know, moderate declines, probably more declines to come. But for, for the here and now, you know, property's got this, you know, incredibly divergent trend with yeah, Sydney being the the weak part of the of the housing cycle and places like Adelaide still running along at a great rate of knots. So this week, Stephen, as always, another big week, particularly when there's an RBA board meeting. How's it looking to you? Yeah, well, the RBA board meets tomorrow. They're going to hike. <laughs> the question on everybody's lips is how how much do they go? Now I think uh, Dr. Lowe, when he's spoken publicly in the last uh, week or two, has sort of hinted at the discussions between 25 and 50 basis point hikes. Look, I think they have to go 50. The cover from, you know, aggressive hikes in, in the US, uh, the fact that we're only currently at 0.85% for the cash rate, so that, that would take us to 1.35. We've still got very low interest rates. So for them to go only 25 would sort of say, you know, maybe they're lagging behind. And as we were just talking about the data that was released last week, you know, there's not much risk that they cause the economy to weaken too far. So, look, we'll go for a 50-point hike. What they say will also be important. Mm. Uh, yeah, how they're reading this tightness in the labour market, how they're reading this house price weakness will be interesting too, but also what's happening in the global economy and the you know $64 billion question, what's happening to inflation. So let's talk about job ads. They come out this week. ANZ job ads, again, like the vacancy series, probably strong again, uh, again, consistent with the anecdotes that, gee, it's a very tight labour market and there's basically an absence of workers around. So, yep, we'll probably see another strong job ad series. And in terms of building approvals, what are you looking for there? Yeah, well, they've been trending down. Remember that one of the stimulus measures during the COVID lockdown from both the federal government, but also a number of the state governments, was to give particular incentives for builders to to build houses, you know, which was a, a good policy because, of course, we were in a recession, we were fearing unemployment would get to double digits and yeah, construction's a pretty labour-intensive part of the economy. So we had a... And supply chains, right? Correct. So we had a big pickup in, in construction. Now, it's come off the boil in the last six months. So look, we'll probably see another decline. Nothing much to worry about because there was that bring forward of construction. But as you rightly just touched on, you know, the supply chain issues are still there, getting timber, getting steel beams and these sorts of things, which are which are hard to get if you're in the construction industry. But Even getting a tradie. <laughs> yes, right. Well, as we're alluding to in the labour market indicators, yes. yes. Uh, yeah, so we've got this, this strength in the economy and in, in a funny way, it might be actually good to see the number of building approvals come off the ball because it takes a bit of pressure off that part of the economy. Sure. And look, finally, let's talk about the global stage. How are we going on international trade? We've got some numbers coming through this week. Yeah, monthly trade numbers. Again, we're going to get another massive monthly surplus around about $9 or $10 billion for the, wow. for the month. So we're exporting that much more than we're importing. And that's even with imports picking up because we've uh, we've got this pickup in uh, machinery and equipment investment. Most of it's imported and that's adding to our import bill. But boy, even with commodity prices just a bit off their peak, 
including for things like iron ore, we are exporting our pants off, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, the Aussie dollar at 70 cents or less, which is where we are, uh, is, is really giving those exporters a huge competitive boost. And so, you know, there's a big income effect for the economy. Again, if you're looking just through the the range of indicators on the economy, you know, almost all of them are suggesting that the momentum is still still very much there, including on the trade front. On that note, Stephen, great to talk to you again and have a good week. Thanks, Adam. You too. That was economist Stephen Kukoulos, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on Twitter using the handle The Kook. I'm Adam Lang and this is Fear and Greed, The Week Ahead. Have a good morning. Good morning.